a get-together with Jeff and Simon. Welcome aboard Sprout One. I'm your host, Dave Algio, Chief Sprout Sweater. Now this week is not a big sweat episode, but because we are approaching Christmas and the end of our year, I think it's a good time to start taking stock and reflecting on what we've learned from our experiences over the last year to 18 months and how we can take that learning into shaping our, our direction of travel, our goals and vision over the coming year. And with me this week, I've requested back Jeff Nicholson and Simon Raybould. Now, if you remember, Jeff Nicholson and Simon were both former guests in the Big Sweat episodes. Jeff is a coach working with entrepreneurs and high performers to help them get life in focus so they can both achieve success in business and in life. And Simon Raybould, Dr. Simon Raybould, is uh, an expert in helping others develop their ability to have impact through presentations, through pitches, and through how they present to others. So developing confidence and um, enhancing how you present yourself to the public, to an audience, etc. And as you see, this has been a great, it was a great conversation, very honest and reflective and some great ideas. So on with the show. Hi everyone and welcome to another Sprout Sweater. Now this one, because we're heading up to Christmas, is a little bit different. It's not a big sweat where I interview one person. I've actually got two former interviewees, two former Sprout Sweater victims, Simon Raybould and Jeff Nicholson, joining me today just to chew over really ideas, tips and thoughts for the new year, for 2022. Um, It's been a strange old 18 months, hasn't it? And um, it's just a chance to catch ourselves on, as my Irish cousins would say, and look forward and think about what we can take forward in terms of plans, given that the world is so changeable and unsettling. So how are you doing, folks? How are you doing, Simon? How are you doing, Jeff? Doing grand. Looking forward to this. All good. Great, great. Now, for those who, for listeners, um, if you have listened all the way back, Jeff was uh, in the, uh, episode number four, and Simon, I think you were number 12, if I remember right. I'm still sulking that Jeff oh. beat me to it. Oh, I know, I know. Well, you know, you've got to, you've got to prioritise, haven't you? <laughs> so, so anyway, how really, as I said, it, it, this is just a, a chance just to chew over really what how things have gone for the year, what what lessons learned that we could perhaps share with uh, listeners and what thoughts for next year. So, Jeff, do you want to, I don't know if you want to kick off with anything, put you on the spot um, right there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think the ultimate one was the learning curve from the last, well, does it, is it two years? Yeah, probably two years. The the sort of the pandemic has uh, probably taught me to be a lot more fluid and less rigid in in what I decide I'm doing. Because I think, if anything, the whole the whole strategy of um, set, setting a very very rigid plan, although I think planning is very very important, a very rigid plan uh, certainly sort of bit me. Um, so I think that's probably been the biggest lesson um, throughout the the last year. It's just, and, and well, actually, no, there's two. There's planning and self care. It's looking right. after your own your own head, um, because I think when when you're going through this sort of thing, you you can go back into past stories that sometimes hold you hold you from yeah. it. So that, there's that thing you just mentioned there, Jeff, about the plan and it not working out. Yeah. I've forgotten yeah. who said it, but it. it it's a pretty famous quote of um, plans are useless, but 
but the process of creating the plan is yeah. is a really powerful tool because it, it helps you figure yeah. out what your priorities are, what your aims are, yada, yada, yada. And it gives you something to compare progress to. You go, yeah, well, I, yeah. I didn't get where I was supposed to be. Why not? What can I learn from it? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we'll come back to a couple of those things. Jeff. What about you, Simon? Because um... What have I learned? I've learned, I think we all we all knew this already. I've learned that my my wife is beyond sainthood because I spent more time with her in the last two years than um, than, <laughs> you know, than, I, than either of us wants to admit. Um, but the thing that's really crossed my mind is this idea of, of you mentioned the new year and fresh starts and all mm. kind of stuff. And I've noticed quite a few people are going, right, once COVID is over, I mm. will. And there's this idea that there is going to be a, a finite end date and they can kickstart their lives again at that point. And it really reminded me of this idea of New Year's resolutions. Come January the 1st, I am going to. And you kind of go, right, okay, so if you could do it on January the 1st, why can't you do it now? Are you suddenly going to develop more, more self-discipline on January the 1st? Oh, yeah, freaking heck. So <laughs> this the idea of January the 1st is just, I nearly swore you, Dave, sorry. There's this kind of idea of, of January the 1st being a target date. Well, we've already got three New Year's in a year already there's a kind of the financial new year there's the academic new year there's a calendar new year so they're pretty damned abstract why it's don't Chinese we just new year. yeah absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> and actually come to think about it there's, there's most of the religions have got kind of some kind yeah. of new year in there thinking about it yeah so why don't we just declare a development new year mm. and go mm. i'm gonna start this personal development thing and the first day of my development new year is x where x is uncomfortably close um not necessarily today because it does need a bit of planning as you say jeff but not so far away that it can kick it into the long grass either it's it's close no it's uncomfortably close so maybe next monday rather than january the first it gives you the time to get yourself set up it gives you time to buy any kit that you need it gives you time to prepare but it doesn't give you time to start making excuses yeah, I like that. I think, I, th I think that there's some when you sort of look at the research, the literature around goal setting and goal striving, there is this concept of fresh starts and how mm. um, creating a fresh start is actually a good strategy for getting back on track and what have you. The, cha the challenge yeah. is if you pin it to something like say New Year's Day, which, you know, we all all understand that because it is, it, for many of us, over Christmas time, there's that reflective period, a bit of a catching yourself. It depends what you're doing and, and what, what you're dealing with, but it, there does seem to be that feeling. So I get why, but you're absolutely right. There's, why not bring the fresh start sooner, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, to that? And also be careful about how many fresh starts you have because the idea of fresh start is, is positive in one sense but can you end up putting off to i'll just start tomorrow i'll start on monday i'll start this the diet starts etc so i think there's there's a there's a positive and a negative to that idea but there is yeah. something in this idea of fresh start and how you can bring it forward and closer because i absolutely yeah. get you putting life on hold for it'll be better when is is something i do a lot of have done a yeah. lot of and catch myself doing but i think many of us do don't we mm. yeah well i think also there's that statistic where people will I think people will start on the January the first, well, January the second, because they're hung over the first. Um, they'll go, okay, this is the new start, but they'll not prep. As Sai said before, if you prep, if you set it a week ahead, you can get all of the the resources together, so you can do it. But also, 
how many times do people go, I'll start that on Monday? Never mind New Year. They'll use Monday as the, I always used to do that. Now I'll leave it the weekend. I'll, I'll binge it the weekend and then I'll start everything back to normal on a Monday. Yeah. What's, a, start, what's wrong with starting your starting on a Wednesday? There's nothing yeah, sacred yeah, about, about, yeah. about Mondays, but I think absolutely. you're really right with that. You've, you've mentioned there prepping Jeff. And I think that's absolutely crucial because if you, if you go to the gym and you don't have good kit, it's going to be mm. harder. So, and I, I kind of want to float this idea and I'm thinking out loud here, Dave. So feel free to cut the microphone at, at any point. <laughs> oh, I'm, thinking about, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about like, this, this idea of, of what I'm going to call a soft start. Mm. Um, so if you go, right, as of Monday, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. You're on a hide into nothing um, because you might not know, you might find out that the gym isn't the best way for you to get fit. I'm, I'm using gym here as the, the example yeah. you know, um, but what's wrong with the idea of i'm going to have a 20 minute online low impact class twice a week to get me fit enough to go to the gym to get me fit enough to go three times a week to get me so it's a series of incremental soft dish semi starts rather than a it worries me that I can see you two both nodding at me like I'm being wise here. And if you two both nod, I know I'm in trouble. I'm gonna yeah. stop talking at this point. No, I think <laughs> that ties in with something that I I think is it, it ties in with something I've talked a lot about in the podcast episodes, is the all or nothing mindset. You yeah, know, fresh start, all or nothing, I'm gonna. And actually, if you can have that soft, because it kind of ties in with the idea of a soft launch of a product or a soft, you know, or a pre something. So you, in your head, you reframe it as this isn't maybe the, the full on bit, but this is a soft bit or a practice bit. And you experiment or build, but you, you frame, it's important to frame it, isn't it? You talk about scripts and schemes, oh, Simon. I think, I, how do you I do that? Conf- I have a confession for you here, Dave. I listened to that podcast on, on my bike. And I'd set off, all right, I'm going to do a 30-mile cycle ride just because I need some physio for me knee. I'm going to set off, I'm going to do a 30-mile bike ride. Get in there. And I was slogging it a bit. And then I listened to your All or Nothing podcast, and I went, <laughs> why, why, have I, why have I gone all in at 30 miles? Why don't I just call it a day at about 12? That makes far more sense. So it was a great excuse to turn around and, um, and go home. So what you're saying is you're using me to uh, as an excuse to, to to dip out early. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't think it was an excuse. I think it was a perfectly valid reason based upon well well logic stuff. <laughs> no, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because they're there, you know, talk about all or nothing, but it is it's something that's very common. So that idea that we're going to do and it has to be a big thing. Now I get the fact that big big something big to work towards or to, to launch can be good to kickstart. But as you say, it, it can have such a massive impact on life that you don't necessarily plan enough. You don't know what you need to plan, do you? So that soft launch idea, I guess, is a bit of practice, which brings me to, I guess, because we're, we're obviously on the lead up to Christmas. What about a soft launch now with the potential of the, the January coming type of thing? If people are still set on the yeah. idea of doing something in the new year, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah why not? Why not? So, there's, I mentioned there are lots of New Year's and things. Well, the, the, the Christian calendar, for example, starts on December the 1st. Why not use that as the start of your, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, your launch thing in the lead into Advent before, before Christmas? Yeah. Um, there's, there's, yeah. There's no reason it has to be. And the thing that kind of, I'm, I'm talking myself out of this idea the more I think about it there, but there's this idea of, of mini launches and mini steps up as well. Because if you just do the soft launch, 
there is a risk that you won't ramp it up. Yeah. So, so yeah, to use me as an example, I turned around after 12 miles because I was feeling, you know, my knee was feeling a bit knacky. I've got to do 15 miles next time. I can't just do the, well, I've done my soft launch. I've got where I'm going. I've done two press-ups. That's good enough. When the, the target is a six-pack by the time I'm 60. Yeah. Don't even think about laughing, gentlemen, because... You won't be the first. No, I'm not, I promise. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, no laughter there. No laughter. I think it's, it's, that's... it's gripe. <laughs> but that's a good point. The the soft launch, the sweating the sprouts, the small but significant things, the starting, you know, BJ Fogg talks about tiny habits. Um, the idea is you start small and allow the habit to start to embed. You build it into your life. So your routines, but you are moving towards something. You are looking to grow that or move it towards in a direction of travel. So the direction of travel is the, the vision or the goal. But obviously a lot of that is in the future and uncertain. As, as you were saying, Jeff, this year, this last 18 months has taught us that rigidity, yeah. rigidity in our planning isn't really, it's, it's not going to yeah. work for us, is it? No. I think also there's a key thing is, as well is, is that a lot of people miss is ecology. Is how well, does next, it fit? Yeah. Right. You know, because because it's all, it's all you know, how many people do we know, and I'm guilty of it myself, where regardless of what day we want to set the date, it's probably the same goal that we've made over and over and over and over again. Mm. And the, I suppose the underlying thing is, is one, how serious are you? You know, yeah. is it something you want to, or are you just holding on to the the last trend, or because all of your friends are doing it, or because someone has said something to you and you're making the change? So there's that one aspect. But the ecology is is how does it actually fit in your life? Is it possible? You know, if you're wanting to go, um, let's say for an example, on a a thirty mile bike ride every every Saturday, let's say or at least once a week if we keep it a little bit more fluid, but there's a pull or a commitment to be with your, a young family or your family, are you likely, which one's likely to win? I mean, probably the majority of people, if they would probably pick their young family more than getting fit. So I think the ecology of how does it fit within our lives and making sure that when we are looking at the goals, the plans, the targets, whatever you want to yeah, call it, yeah. how how does that look? Because the sure way of not even starting is if all of a sudden you hit the brick wall because partners don't agree with it or whatever. Yeah. And does, does the, you're yeah, absolutely right. I think it's a really wise comment, Jeff, but does that fit with this idea of soft launches? Because you launch a little bit, so it, you find out if it fits into the ecology of your life. Yeah, well, I think, I, yeah. So I think the soft launch is a pro, I think the great thing about a soft launch is it's a, it's a progressive build up. But I think in awareness and foresight, you know, as you're building up to that soft launch, it's being aware of the things that are likely to immediately sabotage your progression because soft or hard launch um, or goals, it, you, that if it's a big enough uh, ecology barrier, Mm. The chances are the the head knows intellectually that that's what I'm going to do, but the heart is probably going to say that's something that's not even going to start. And then you start yeah. possibly beating yourself up because you haven't done it for the sixth year in a row or whatever, and that's where you just need to look at different tactics or maybe breaking it down into a more manageable bit. Yeah, I think 
I think that's a massive thing, actually, the ecology. I think that if we're starting, so we take your 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 proposal, shall we say, Simon, about the soft launch that's moving in a direction. Mm. One of the things that I've found um, personally, and and you know, with with others that I work with, is that if you start small, you are starting to create a space in your life for it and if you start small you then it's it's easier to fit it into the routine and and what have you of your life and then once it's in there is the scope to expand but obviously you're still gonna you're still gonna have to balance against that so my example is with joining the running club um sundays tends to be a longer run so initially that was kind of you know sundays was a bit of a chill day take it easy etc so it's how do you start to build into that? Firstly, there's, you know, I have to manage and just keep keep an eye on what I drink on the night before so that, you know, if I'm having a nice cup of glasses of wine, I don't want to be ropey for it. But then there's get used to the lie-in, but also being around for Rosie and, you know, Leslie. So go for the shorter run initially to get the routine in place. And then if there's an opportunity to expand. But I found I find that once you do do, do that, you've got the space to expand. But you're absolutely right. You still got to think about that ecology, haven't you? Longer term, people mm. have to get used to you adapting new routines as well as you having to get used to it. But there's also within reason, I guess, for that, haven't? Isn't it? And it's it's easier for people to allow you to grow organically and incrementally rather than it is for them to allow you to <clears throat> grow with a hard shock. Yeah. yeah. So you know, my wife can make allowances for me being absent for half an hour, but she's harder for her to make allowances for me to suddenly start being absent for half a day. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if she sees me doing the half hour and she sees I'm serious and she sees it's improving and she sees some benefits, then we have a conversation about yeah. expanding that. So it's a but I, the idea of, of ecology, I think, is a, a really important one, Jeff. And it, it it to me, it's one of the things we need to reflect on when we are talking about these plans we've 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 got. And Jeff, you're right, plans yeah. don't stick to timetables. But yeah. one of the things that plan do plan does do is go, okay, where am I? compared to where the theory said I could be yeah. yeah what's what am I better am I worse if I'm better what have I done that's been more successful can I do more of it and we forget to yeah. do that because all we ever do yeah. is look at the I'm behind timetable why mm. and yeah. the ecology is one of those things that we, we we need to look at in that I'm not getting this right what is wrong mm. so kind of the, and, and tweaking the ecology is a really useful way of, of kind of looking at it Simple, yeah. stupid, pathetic little things like put your running shoes by the front door, Dave. Yeah. 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 It just yeah. means, obviously, it means that Leslie's going to be cross because you've made the house look untidy, but it does yeah. mean that you know where your running shoes are. Yeah. yeah. But that brings me to something you said, and I don't think you said it. We, we talked about it in the podcast interview, but you talk about the, the future you, the future Simon idea. And mm. um, I, I, I like that idea. So that ties into that as well. It's not just the ecology. But it's also about making the you now setting the goal has to think about how future Simon is going to feel in that moment on the morning and how how can they be bothered to get up and find clothes. So if you can make their life a little bit easier mm. by putting the trainers out, you're helping future Simon out in achieving the goal that present Simon has set. Uh-huh. So future Simon's kind of go, what does what does now Simon need to do in order to make my life easy? Okay. That's, so, that's, uh, that's right. the question. Right, yeah, so you, like you kind of imagine yourself as future Simon. Yeah, and what I do is I, just for a couple of seconds I go, if I had a servant who would do these things for me to make it easy, what would I want have wanted my servants yeah. to do? 
Okay. Right then, get off your ass and do it. Yeah. Present Simon. <laughs> present get Simon. Off and do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get off and do it. Yeah. So yeah. present Simon becomes the pretend servant of future Simon. Right. Obviously, well paid and highly respected servant <laughs> yeah. um, with yeah. lots of time off, uh, servant rather than slave. But yeah. it kind of, you kind of get right. What does what does what does now Simon need to do in order to serve future Simon? But that only works if now Simon has bought into the idea of what future Simon is going to be like. Yeah. Because if now Simon is going, do you know what? I don't give a monkey's about six pack by sixty. I'm going to trademark that, by the way. Six hundred. I think it's a great phrase. <laughs> so if, if future Simon is, if, if future Simon says, "I want a six pack for my sixtieth birthday," and now Simon says, "What the hell do you want a six pack for, mate?" Mm. You know, you're a happily married man. You're not exactly going to be pulling kind of twenty-two year old, staggeringly attractive young men or women or whatever because you've got a six pack. You, you're in a, in, a, in a fixed relationship. Why do you need a six pack? And now Simon goes, "Well, in which case, I'm not going to do so and so." So you, you need now. Simon needs to have bought into future Simon. I'm, yeah. I'm just hastily adding that in case my wife listens to this podcast. The reason I want a six pack is for you, darling, so that you can look at me on the beach. <laughs> and there's, there's this stunned silence. You've totally distracted me now with, a, with an image I didn't want, Simon. To be fair, but anyway, never mind. Um, no, but, uh, this, so this idea is that you you have to look at your motivation for setting the goals, the why, I guess. You know, like what is it really? Look at you know what what you're trying to achieve, and look at how. Be realistic from what you're saying there. Is be realistic about how future Simon is actually going to feel on the morning of the first day of the fresh start or tomorrow, if you decide to go for it. Cause I know what I'm like, you know, in terms of the mornings are not my best time. So to set up and right, you're going to go for a run. A, there's a, that's a challenge for future day. So how do I make that as realistically achievable, but also being realistic about the odds of that happening in the ecology of my life when Rosie's getting up to school, you know, depends what time we get to bed, all of that kind of thing. So it's being realistic, I guess, with, we can, we can, we can have, we can dream about the big goal. If you like, we have the big goal, the direction that we want to achieve, but we have to be realistic about the steps that we are actually going to take on the way to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But, you, but I suppose the caveat to that is you also have to be aware that realistic also depends on how you feel when you're setting them because how you feel today let's say someone's what somebody's made a comment that's hurt you that 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 comment will very much determine whether you're motivated or unmotivated mm. to do that that's one of the challenges i think with the smart rule is you know when they talk about smart goals and they have r is mm. realistic mm. i've always said you want to change that to relevant because that's more important, but realistic. The, the the danger with that word realism or, or or the the realistic term is it all depends on which way the wind's blowing. It's a lot harder <laughs> to get motivated if you've had people have a you know made comments or you know you're feeling a bit low about yourself or body image or whatever. All of a sudden, the uh, come on, let's go to the gym or you know, let's go and lose weight in a, in a bad state, then it's like, well, what's the point? Because I've done this 15 times and I'm not moving yeah. forward. That's yeah. the challenge with the realistic. I, it's, the, it's the minefield of setting goals. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, but I just want to throw something in before people start tuning out, if it's not too late. Yeah. We've been using 
losing weight and getting fit as our examples. These are, for me, yeah. these are just metaphor examples. It could be yeah, anything absolutely. you like, such as totally, yeah. Yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just business, worth pointing Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, it's just worth pointing no, out right, this, is a, this is a bigger, a bigger, a bigger issue. But uh, you're absolutely right, Jeff. It's it's much easier to motivate to, or no, it's not true. It is easier for me long term to motivate to than it is to yeah. motivate away from. Yeah, yeah. So the thing that makes me want to work harder in my business is not a fear of bankruptcy. It is no. a desire to have a business that looks like X and to help yes. Y number of people with an income of Z and a working timetable of Alphabet again, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's a good point there as well around that, Jeff, is how do we, you know, have the goal of mm-hmm. coming back to how do you create, how do you form, this is, I guess, where I talk about the sprout-sized actions, how can you build in or decide or identify some sprout-sized actions and habits that are they feel significant enough but are small enough that you will you can persuade yourself to do them even when you think well, what's the point or I'm, I'm never going to get there you know they so that they, you give the chance for the habit to do you so you kind of say to yourself i'm going to do it anyway i'm I, I, I don't care if i'm feeling down today or just feel like i'm what's the point i'm still going to do this 15 minute walk because yeah. you know i enjoy the walk in itself etc you know, um, and kind of coming back to the, the, the some of the potential benefits of the actions themselves. I'm kind of yeah, thinking aloud here. You were going to, you were going to say. Yeah. I was going to say. For me, it's about setting targets, which are to do at least as much with process as product. Um, Expand on that. So, so for example, let's let's stick with the, the the fitness and health thing. A target might be twenty press ups. Yeah. Um, and if I can't manage 20 press-ups today, then I feel like a failure. But what happens if my target is as many press-ups as I can comfortably do plus one? Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a process-oriented target of pushing myself just past my limit, just past my comfortable yeah. limit. Um, so I do six press-ups, and I feel I've not got any more in me. I force myself to do seven. I've met my target for the day of... N plus yeah. one. Yeah. 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 I, I like that. And I like that you use the word the, the, the pro around the process rather than the product. So I talk about the goal and this, you know, you focus on the cabbage or the sprout. The cabbage is the goal and um, set that, but then come back and just focus on the, the sprouts, the habits that you do there. And yeah. every win is, is a sprout sweated or a, or a process achieved yeah. and focus yeah. there and check in on the goal <laughs> How am I doing? But not every minute of every day, you know, whether it's weighing yourself every day or every, t- you know, Absolutely. check in every so, so often. Yeah. Personal business example. I might set a goal to in- double the number of people on my mailing list. Yeah. Well, I, if I don't, then I failed. My be- a better goal might be to do something every day which is likely to increase the number of people on my mailing yeah. list. Yeah. So I'm much more likely to feel like a success and it's much easier to keep myself going and keep myself motivated if yeah. it's a sprout-sized goal about the process of doing something rather than yeah. the product of having done it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, because I do want to touch on, I'm conscious of time here, but I do want to touch on the self-care thing. But I'm guessing really what we're, talk, what we're looking at is for looking towards next year, it's how do we factor in this unpredictability of life that we've, we've had 
still use the, the value, you know, the principle and the value of planning to plan something that has some flexibility, that has, you know, those small habits that is more about the processes rather than the outcome, you know, the big goal. What processes will get me there in due course and focus on that um, going forward? So I don't know if I've articulated that that well there, but it's it's that idea of ne- next year or starting now with my soft launch, my soft, you know, goal efforts is to work towards by introducing some aspects of habits and processes into my day mm-hmm. going forward. So I guess the question is, what are the what is the direction of travel then? How do we decide we can we have to have a, a rough direction travel. We'll use the fitness example, but you've talked about business. It might be somebody who potentially is looking to reduce debt, you know, their financial burden, mm-hmm. you know, reduce their income. It, in, sorry, increase their income potentially. I was going to say, reducing their income, I can do that. That's dead easy. <laughs> yeah, that's easy enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. reduce we'll the you, a link. you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. To, to have a rough idea of this is where I want to be. And as you said, not to pin it on success or failure, I want to re- reduce my debt by X number of thousand pounds. I want to be reducing um, my monthly costs or looking at my monthly costs or reviewing my monthly costs every month to see what I can reduce. I'm, I'm thinking aloud here, but it's yeah, kind of that idea. That's the kind of thing I'm thinking of where you have that you, you might have this big ass hairy goal set for, in my case, a, a year's time, 11 months' yeah. time, but I'm not going to sweat it metaphorically or literally every week. I'm yeah. going to review it every month to see I'm making progress. What I'm going to do on a daily or weekly basis is hold myself to account for have I done something congruent with yes. that that plan? Yeah. I suppose as well as the ultimate thing is is to make sh- is the pressure of making sure you're picking the right one. Yeah, because yeah. you know we're we're all sitting here. I could probably ring up about five that's going through my head right now, but may not be specific to a specific area of my life. And I think sometimes is is when we rush into it, which is the benefit of the soft, um, is actually we choose the wrong one that doesn't have that emotional push. So it's yeah. sometimes it's taking, it's being aware of what's going on. I think they always should stretch you. You have to understand that if you have got the skills that you can do it easily, it's probably not going to be something that's going to get you to the destination you want to be. Um but I think it's looking at the goals and, you know, if you go top five things that you would like to work on this year, if we're going to use 12 months as an example, and then, you know, prioritize it out of five, which one would I rate this out of, mm. you know, and then see which one's the important one. Because sometimes it's the one that you don't think is the important when you stop and think actually that's the one that is the one that's actually driving you forward. You know, like, for example, if we're going to use the fitness one, because it's everyone, most people can relate to it. Um, you know, you want you want to be able to run what or ride 30 K like or 30 miles, like uh, I said, actually, the first thing might be to reduce your sugar intake. You know, so it might be, or, or even increase it if you want. Or increase it, yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it's it's looking at the things and going, okay, this is what I ultimately want to achieve. Right. But actually, it may be many sprouts before you actually get to that carriage, oh, as you would describe. So here's an idea then. Jeff, I just heard you do a gig last week where you had a, an acronym for the different elements of, of one's mm. life to develop. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, 
my my hunch about goals then is why a, a functional goal, a stretch goal with a soft launch that's about process might be each week I will have done something in at least three or four of those seven areas of my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a very very flexible thing then because you, you were saying Dave that you know the world is 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 a bit vacuum at the minute we don't know what the hell's going on yeah so in, instead of going right i'm going to work on x it could be i'm going to work on three out of five x's yeah so it could yeah. you know x1 could be money x2 could be family x3 could be fitness x4 could be soul x5 could be whatever yeah jeff yeah. did you want to just give people a list of that um yeah yeah so so ultimately the the model i use is called shifts so it stands for self um, health, income, family or friends, time and support. Um, and it's the, the benefit I have, the, the reason why I think it's so useful is, is generally if we focus on one area or when something goes wrong in one area, nine out of 10 times affects every area. Mm-hmm. So if we can move all together as best we can in those key areas, what you're doing is, is you're, you're ultimately, from my point of view, you're moving into an area of happiness and fulfillment. So, but they should be things that stretch um, to get you to that point. I go into, I think I go into more detail in our interview. Um, yeah, Dave, I think I talk into yeah, it about so, more into. So, that yeah. So what I'm suggesting, because I, I love that acronym, what I'm suggesting is that at the end of every week, I should do a reflection and go, this week I have done something useful for income. Two things useful yeah. for self, one thing useful yeah. for family. That's a total yeah. of four useful things. Good. This week I have hit my targets for progress. Yeah. Yeah. What am I going to do next week? And they could be different things next week. They could That's even it. be yeah. different letters in the acronym. Yeah. yeah. It's about the the process of doing what you can with what you've got, starting from where you yeah. are. I can't remember whose work I am bastardizing at that point, but start with where yeah. you are and work with what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I like that. And it, it it what also struck me there was an image of a bit of a graphic equalizer because naturally some will be, you know, you will have you might find yourself a bit more time with family um mm-hmm. and friends. And the graphic equalizer, obviously those those columns might be higher um and the others might be a little bit lower. So it's recognizing at the end of your week and your review, actually, you know what, I've made progress, but I maybe just need to pick up the balance a little bit on those other yeah. areas just to keep me generally moving forward. It's not about beating ourselves up, as you say, it's that flexibility. No. So I really like that yeah. idea. Yeah. And yeah. the other benefit is, is what often happens is we move towards the things we find easier. Mm. So by having the, if you want, by having the section, by having those, that the, the sections within that acronym, as you say, it allows you to go and put it, not putting too much attention, but I'm, I'm putting more focus into this area and actually I'm not spending a lot of time working on my health or I'm, I'm not feeling as confident as I've done because I seem to be spending all my time focusing on the business or whatever it is. By doing that, what you're actually able to do is, is just guide yourself. And by checking in every week, it's actually quite, uh, quite an easy way to then map your performance. Right. To kind of like go, okay, this is why. So whether you have your KPIs or whatever you do to to target yourself, is you're able to then go, okay, I am actually making a progress. And there will be times where sometimes it just tanks something, you know, a loss in the family, an illness or whatever. Some things will decrease, but 
if you're moving and building stuff up in those areas, then there's a you, your resilience is going to be dramatically higher because you're going to be you're going to feel more whole. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And Brilliant. for me, it's about as long as you can identify why it's tanked and learn from yeah. it. Yes, absolutely that's the important. Yeah. Thing. So if it tanks and you can't figure out why, that's one thing. If it tanks yeah. and you go, oh yeah, that was the week I had COVID. Yes. Yeah. Then you do the Rolf methodology or Absolutely. whatever you do in order to make sure that something you, you yeah. learn from it. Um, yeah. for, for those that don't know, the Rolf methodology is just a, a way of reflective practice to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes twice. Yeah. And to simplify it, I guess I know we could spend a bit of time on that, but that's what happened. So what? What's the consequences? What? What? You know, what was the impact of it? Now what? Now what we can do differently? Kind yeah, of all yeah. yeah. What, what can we what, do about so, it? What? Can what we do so to- what? Now what? Yeah, what's so what now? Brilliant. Um, <clears throat> I think there's some great things. So looking forward, it's this idea of we know the world's unpredictable. We know we have an ecology of life. If we're going to introduce a particular goal that we might have tried and tried previous times, why not start sooner, treat it as a soft launch, treat it as an ongoing work in progress, check in on the processes more regularly, as you said, Simon, weekly. And with I like that shifts, um, uh, the shifts sort of mix there. Because you've got you've got a few different areas there, and that gives you a chance to check in and review every week, so you can be more flexible going through. So we're looking at January the first not being a start necessarily, perhaps a continuation, but it's ongoing throughout the year because we don't know what's going to come up. I remember th- this is just a little kind of context. Twenty twenty, I said in a little Facebook group I had, um, twenty twenty, making twenty twenty your year. <laughs> now. What happened in 2020 in March? So I did that in January. What happened in 2020 in March? Yeah, well, exactly. the world was just, the, the carpet was pulled, the rug was pulled up from under us. And so I don't yes, know about you, Jeff, but what I'm hearing is that COVID was Dave's fault. That's, that's clearly <laughs> yeah, what he yeah, said, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's interesting because I remember the principles of that, um, those initial, that initial program, if you like, it was a mini, mini course, was let's have a rough direction of travel. Let's have a rough vision and let's check in. So it was, the principles were still there. We obviously didn't expect what was coming. And this is the point, isn't it? If we want to move in the direction, we have to understand that a lot of the future is unknown. So how do we try and give ourselves as much flexibility and freedom within that to still move in that direction? And that brings me, I'm conscious of time because we're, we're kind of, you've both got other things to do and I appreciate you spending some time here, chaps. Jeff, you mentioned self-care. So I guess part of this is to build in self-care. What would be, what one or two things would be, are you looking to focus more on in terms of self-care? And I'll ask you both this um, going forward because when we set goals, I think it's easy to get into the driving yourself mindset mentality, yeah. especially when you hit uncertainty, challenge, and what have you. And self-care for me is the critical factor in sustainability. So, Jeff, what were you thinking on that one? Um, my main one is to um, improve, because I have practices already, but improve my self-reflection. I need right. to dedicate more time into... Uh, well, it depends on the strategies, whether it's meditation, whether it's journaling, whether it's just sitting with a cup of coffee and contemplating, whatever it is, it's just to definitely to look at improving the self-reflection practices because I'm not, I've seen the benefit and I find the benefit, but I'm probably not putting in as much attention as I need to. Right. That's a big one for me. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I wholeheartedly support that as a, as a goal, as a as an activity to do regularly, brilliant. Yeah. How about you, Simon? I'm much more tactical than than Jeff. I'm much more pragmatic. I think 
Um, for me, it, the most useful thing I can do is make sure that that kind of thing goes into my diary right. before work. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so self-development, self-care, reflection time, learning time, they go into my diary with just as much sincerity and intent to honour them as a business mm. meeting. Yeah. 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 So I've just had one in my diet this morning. You guys know before I came on, I was doing a, a, a hit class. I'm much more likely to do that because it's in my diary. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, that's, that's a bit of self care. That's a bit of exercise just for 25 minutes. Beat yourself to death for 25 minutes and then pathetically whimper in the shower for another 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, if only I was joking, um, but I'm much more likely to do that because it was in my diary. Now, yeah. that's not to say that if somebody comes along and says, Simon, we want to give you £5,000, uh, and I go, I'm sorry, I, I can't. I'm, I'm going to the gym that day. Yeah, you know, I'm going to stack the gym off for five grand for a day's yeah. work, but it's a conscious choice and the gym moves, the self-care moves rather than gets deleted. It's a, a conscious choice. Yeah, I, I think that's a brilliant. So that that the two of them combined are brilliant, and I think I would echo that idea of the diarising. My my goal is to, as you know, with my the way I've scheduled the last few years since Rosie was born, that idea of working three days a week and having two days for her, and then it became the masters on one of those days. That slipped in the last three to four months for for good reason. I'm not going to beat myself up, but getting back to that discipline because the making time, as you say, for exercise. It ha- it's more likely to happen if it's in the diary and then I'm less likely to take a meeting here and there or I'm more likely to think about it before I plonk the meeting in if it's already in the diary and I've slipped a little bit on that. So that is my self-care focus is getting it back so that I do the things like reflection and journaling actually, Jeff, and exercise and make them more likely to happen more often in a given week. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, well, this has been, been a great conversation. I hope listeners have picked up one or two things. Simon, were you going to add something else there? Or? No, 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 no. Oh. I was just I was just going to mock you for taking notes and uh, <laughs> being, being the grown-up. Yeah, well, I kind of help myself. I've got a pen in hand. I'm, uh, that's the way I think as well. So anyway, um, thanks for joining me, uh, chaps. I will uh, put some links to both Jeff and Simon, their work, their websites, if you want to follow up any more with them. Um, I hope you've taken away some thought, food for thought, pun intended, and some ideas and tips to get you thinking about how you can start start to work in the direction of those goals and turn them into processes that you can you can put into action day to day, sweat those sprouts day to day, and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. And take care of yourself. I hope you've enjoyed your flight aboard Sprout One. For show notes and information on how to get the podcast feed direct to your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other favorite podcast feed, visit SproutSweater.com. And touchdown.